Good Wednesday morning. Hello, everybody. Oh, Wiki Wiki Wednesday. It's uh, Hip Hop Hump Day here on Back Row Radio. Said Hip Hop. Uh, Coming up on today's show, how to have an insignificant ministry, plus the latest news, random facts, and more. But first, it is, what is today, May 15th? We're already halfway through May? We already had this conversation. But now it's officially. (laughs) We talked about this on Monday. Before it was two days ago. (laughs) Now it's actually Get real, Matt. (laughs) Get a life. Uh, <laughs> we got a few holidays to celebrate here on May 15th. What are they, Will? All right. It's International Day of Families. Day. So all you uh, people without a family. <gasps> Sorry. <laughs> today ain't your day. I'm so, sure it feels like most days aren't your day, but today ain't your day even more so. So Fish that day. just brought up, we went to Albertsons last weekend. And, you know, last Sunday was, this past Sunday was Mother's Day. And our cashier, it was just Chris and I. We didn't take our kids. But our cashier wished me a happy Mother's Day. And I didn't think anything of it other than the fact that I didn't say it in reply. Because I I was going to. Like, it was my gut response to be like, oh, thanks, you too. But then I was like, oh, wait, I don't know if she has kids. She, yeah. Is she struggling with having kids? Is she, you know, I don't know. So I was just, thanks. And we walked out and Chris is like, that's, that's a very, what did he say? I can't think of the word that he said. Something. No, that's a something game she's playing. It's a I don't know. Anyway, um, because he was basically saying, "How does she know that we have kids? Mm. We didn't have our kids. Why'd she just do? I look like I'm a mom. What? (laughs) Um, But I told Chris I was like, that's so true. And these are things that you don't really think about until you have a friend who has struggled with inf- infertility yeah. or a family member who's struggled and then that's when you're like oh i need to be a little more yeah oh yeah i made that i made that kind of joke slip up with uh and she shared this hillary okay uh you know because they've been trying for a while for yeah. a long time and they can't seem to get anywhere yeah and you know one day she was making a joke too and so that's why i didn't think about it but uh you know i was complaining about my kid doing something he goes yeah well at least you have kids and i said well you don't want them (laughs) and and she walked away didn't respond which was and she wasn't like mad at me she just you know right that brought up feelings Mm -hmm. and so i'm like oh gosh Oh Insert no! Foot in mouth now. <laughs> so I had to send her yeah. a message. Hey, uh, wasn't really thinking. Sorry. Yeah. She goes, it's no big deal. But yeah. Yeah, I completely understand that. Um, it's, it's difficult. Yeah. It's difficult, and that's mm-hmm. not the joke I was trying to make earlier. I was trying to make a joke at single people, not childless people. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Or, but like you said. All you people out there without families. I mean, Matt, it could be an orphan, too. You're kind of being a jerk right now. <laughs> well, again, I was pointing at single people. Jeez. Get a girlfriend. <laughs> Jeez. Everyone's so sensitive these days. Gosh. I'll turn on my uh, ultra-conservative uh, commentator <laughs> voice. These snowflakes here in my safe zone. <laughs> Can't tell a joke. Mm-hmm. Goodness gracious. I know. 
But there are some things that it's difficult about. Living in this this me too, this is us kind of world. Yep. (laughs) True story. Time's up. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move on to the next holiday. Okay, it's also National it. Chocolate Chip Day. So I take uh, great offense to this one. <laughs> like, is there an oatmeal raisin day? Is there a sugar cookie day? Why we got uh, the chocolate chip cookie day? Oatmeal raisin. Oh, but it's not cookie. It's just chocolate chip day. Oh. Chocolate chip day. Is there a peanut butter chip day? See? <laughs> See? Is there a toffee chip day? Uh, there's a national peanut butter cookie day. There's that ain't no. the same. Yeah. See? <laughs> Dumb. This is chip discrimination. It is chip discrimination. In 2019. Goodness gracious. We live in a better world than that, people. We are fighting for the rights of all. For all to be accepted all and loved chips. and acknowledged. Gosh, you want to, you, never mind. It's also Straw Hat Day. I hate straw hats. You know, I hate people that wear straw hats. Oh, man. Oh, the worst. No. Unless you're an actual farmer, okay. get out. Okay. <laughs> My grandfather used to wear a straw hat. Okay, but he actually yeah, did he w- things. He, was, he actually did things. People, I'm talking about the people that just wear them as like a weird uh, hipster fashion statement. Yeah. Like, come, get Get out. Well, and what kills me about those weird hipster fashion statements is, you know, they buy that straw hat and it's in one piece, but they tear it apart to make it look like it's been Mm -hmm. worn. And (laughs) But you have not done a lick of farming or gardening in your entire life. You probably couldn't Uh. even pick out a tomato plant with the tomatoes growing on it. So I know that straw hat has not been used. Oh, agricultural burn. <laughs> I mean, even I can pick out a tomato plant. It's the one with the red tomatoes on it. <laughs> I bet you couldn't even pick out a tomato plant with the tomatoes growing on it. <laughs> it was some big deal. I don't know what you're laughing at. It is a big deal. <laughs> like have you ever seen a tomato <laughs> you keep your judgment of my agricultural jokes to yourself oh man that was funny just the weirdest burn I've ever heard <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm here for Oh, if you love what we do here at the Back Row Morning Show and Back Row Radio, please consider partnering with us at patreon.com slash backrowradio, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash backrowradio. You can find out all of what uh, we're looking for, uh, what your, <coughs> oh, pardon me, throat dried up immediately. Uh, we are trying to get to a goal of, of uh, $600 in donation a month to help us uh, basically take care of all of our financial needs and get a little bit more advertisement out there as well. And uh, we are now at a little over a fourth of the way there, a little over a quarter of the way there, uh, thanks to a few new donors that we've gained in the past month. I wanted to react to that, but I was in the middle of yawning. yawning. <laughs> I'm very excited. I'm just coming in late here because I was yawning. Yay! Uh, <laughs> so very good. We're very happy that we have uh, 
inched up a little bit further to our closer to our goal and that's our goal for by the end of the year so you know even just a little bit actually you know we came and found out and i don't know if i'm going to do a uh campaign based on this or not but i found out that a triple scoop ice cream cone with a sugar cone just like our uh little logo mascot guy costs about six dollars so if you want to donate one triple scoop ice cream cone a month, six bucks a month, that'll go a long way to helping us out. Mm-hmm. So consider it. Uh, also, plenty of incentives based on how much you're willing to give every month. Just go check it out. Patreon.com slash radio or BackerRadio.com. Scroll all the way to the bottom of the front page and you'll find our link. <laughs> there let's move on it's <laughs> moving on it's wednesday we're doing a new thing today called uh, rant wednesday where each of us are going to take one topic that frustrates us and we're going to vent about it a little bit so. okay so i feel like maybe it should have been on tuesday because tuesday was more of the mindset for a rant day than wednesday we were pretty emotionally up and down yesterday yeah we were we were but we've recovered I think so. A little bit. <laughs> Are you still upset about Black Widow? I am upset about. I keep wanting to say Natalie Portman every time I bring it up. But it's not even Natalie <laughs> not Portman. Her. I know. I just want to say Natalie Scarlett Portman. Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson is her name. I know. I know that. So, what's your rant today, Mo? I'll let you go first. Okay, so you brought it up on Monday, and I said I thought that maybe I'd be able to talk about it some at some point this week. Okay. So my rant is based on my post from last week on Facebook concerning basically Southern culture versus Northern culture versus other culture. Okay. (laughs) So all other cultures versus all other Eastern culture. So to give you a quick rundown. Okay. I was raised in North Carolina by parents who were raised in Maryland. So I was raised in the South by parents who were Yankees. But my parents were raised by Southerners, okay? So, I'm slightly Southern, but I've never really fully been the same amount of Southern as the people that I grew up with, Mm. okay? Like, I didn't have the twang. I didn't say certain things. And that's because growing up, my mom, if when she would hear my friends say pen, when talking about a pen... She would correct them. It's a pen. It's an E. It's a N sound, not an I, not an N sound. Or 10. Yeah. About the number after nine. <laughs> she would correct them. So I grew up in a house in the South that was very much Northern based. Okay. That being said, I have a lot of Southern culture in me. Yeah. Very hospitable. A lot of my beliefs are Southern. A lot of the ways that I raise my children and the expectations that I have for them are very Southern. Um, But, and it wasn't until somebody made a comment on my post that this, like, this raised a flag for me that I realized how offensive I take this. For years, people have said, you're not from the South. And I'd say, um... Yeah, I am. North Carolina (laughs) is the South. But you don't talk like you're from the South, so you're not from the South. So because I have 
what would be considered as proper English and proper grammar. <laughs> My southern heritage is discounted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I am not a true southerner because I don't talk like I don't have an education. <laughs> <laughs> So, and I really, like, I'm just not in the mindset to really rant today. But that is my rant. Why is it that unless I have a hillbilly slang, that I'm not a true Southerner? Well, I want an answer, Matt. <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> why, why does that matter? Why does that mean that I'm not Southern? All other areas of my life reflect Southern. Uh, I don't know. I feel like I, I feel like that's the identifier. That's the main identifier is the voice, is the accent. But that's so... I'm, I'm not saying it's right. I'm just <laughs> saying that's what I think most people consider the, the defining factor. Whether or not you're truly Southern is if you talk like you're Southern. <laughs> I think I'm going to start breaking out my hillbilly accent and start talking like I got from the South, y'all. I ain't got no education. Don't know what I'm, what I'm talking about. Don't know what I'm saying. I'm just going to start talking like I'm from the South. From the hills of North Carolina. Can't understand anything that I'm saying because all my words are just slurred together. Knee high on a grasshopper. Oh, that's yeah, that's I, my rant. I mean, I get it. It truly I offends me. And I know that it's silly that it offends me. But it offends me to hear someone say, you're not from the South. <laughs> yes. Yes, I am. But you don't talk like it. Well, that's the only thing that qualifies me to be from the South. <laughs> Noted. Oh, wow. Um... <laughs> Can I? We talked about this a few weeks ago. Can I now tell our friend Sippy that he's not... Truly of Mexican heritage because he doesn't talk like it. His wife talks more Hispanic than he does. His white wife. <laughs> His white wife. Oh, man. <sighs> All right. Good rant. That's a good rant. Yeah. Okay. Mine's not as personal, so I feel, I feel like mine's going to be underwhelming. Okay. So a lot of people complain about people who don't use their turning signals, which I understand. That's, uh-huh. that's frustrating in, its, in and of itself. I have a problem with people who do use their turning signals, but too late. Like, they don't click it on until they're already turning. Because at that point, it's like you're spitting in my face. Yeah. It's like, I know you know how to use it. It's like you're saying, I know how to use this, but I'm not going to use it in a way that's going to benefit you at all. Like, yeah. Wheels turning as I turn the wheel. Here, I'll click on the thing. Yeah. All right, so you know this is what's happening. Can I? Can I ask you a question? Sure. Are you sure that you were watching? Oh, and- absolutely. Because every time I'm trying to get out, number one, it usually happens here at the church. Okay. Because I'm sitting in the parking lot, I'm trying to back out, and there's a line of cars coming, and there will be like four cars coming, and I have to wait, but they're all turning into the. The parking lot for the grocery store across the street. Mm-hmm. And all of them wait until they're turning to turn their si- their light on. Because I'm looking for a light. If I see a light, I'll go and back out. 
But no, they'll turn. They'll either turn and won't turn it on or they'll turn it on right as they're turning. Yeah. And I'm like, just, I want to get out, guys. You might not think anybody around is looking and will benefit by your th- your light, but just act like someone will. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get out of my own street. There's someone coming down, coming real fast, and then they turn at the last second and turn their light on. This is what happened to me when I came up with this idea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, really, folks? Come on. Flick it on half a block sooner and let me get on with my life. Yeah. Instead of having to wait here and watch your entire process. Now, Chris <clears throat> complains of this often when he's driving. Oh, nice turn signal. Really appreciate that. <laughs> but he's not watching. And the people actually do have their turn signal on. <laughs> and he's just looking at other things, you know, looking out the window, watching mm. as we drive past things. And then doesn't catch the turn signal until last minute. Mm. And I don't want to be like, oh, that was your fault. (laughs) Um, So I just don't say anything. I think what bugs me more is when people have their turn signal on and never turn. And never turn. (laughs) You're just sitting there waiting. Yeah. Behind them in the other Are you turning here? No. Okay. Can I? What about this? No. Can I pass you? Can I pass? Are you coming over? Yeah. And then they finally realize it's on and turn it off and keep going straight. And I'm like, I know you heard that. I know you could hear the clicking in your car. If your music is so loud that you can't hear the clicking, then your music's too loud. That, I think that bothers me more than. Yeah, that's a good one. A last, a last turn signal. Uh, Scientific research into the health benefits of coffee has found that coffee is packed with antioxidants and nutrients that can benefit your health. Drinking coffee in moderate amounts is good for your health because it can help to improve your alertness, increase energy levels, and improve cognitive cognitive function. It may also surprise you to learn that regular coffee consumption is linked to better cardiovascular health. There you go. Losing weight and maintaining... I can't read. Managing the symptoms of diabetes. The stimulating effect of caffeine in coffee also acts as a mild antidepressant in the body. All cool things about coffee. I knew half of this stuff, but the other half, I did not know. Especially that it acts as a mild antidepressant. That's pretty neat. I feel like the whole world is telling me I need to drink coffee. Mm -hmm. And I just keep fighting them. Because I don't like it. But I keep hearing how good it would be for me. Yeah. (laughs) Like, ugh. I want to like coffee. I've tried to like coffee. I just don't. We have one of them neat little Keurig machines. Oh. <laughs> These things are a someone, waste of money. Oh, yeah. But someone bought it for us. So yeah. Know, what are you going to do? Not use it? But... Uh, take it back to Walmart. <laughs> so, well, every time they come over, we're going to have to act act like, oh, uh, we keep it in it the broke. bedroom. It broke. <laughs> Yeah, it broke. We had to get a, a different coffee pot. Not gonna lie to our friends. Oh, That's what you're saying lie to them. Oh gosh, <laughs> oh, you're just a terrible influence. <laughs> you drink coffee, right? I do drink coffee, but it calms you down. We learned that this uh-huh. week about you. It helps me to focus. Mm. It helps me to sit and take in everything that I need to do for the day, and then I get up and do it. And it manages your diabetes. And, you know, <laughs> if I was diabetic, it would. Uh, coming up later in the show, looking to make your ministry insignificant? Well, we can help. 
And when we come Yay. back, a five-second showdown. <laughs> Stick around. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. On this Wednesday morning, we're going to kick off this second hour with five random facts. With Mo. <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to save my child from dying. So, yeah. you know. Literally? His, his father might kill him. Figurity? <laughs> He broke our gar- garbage disposal. <laughs> um, all right. Are we ready for our facts? Let's do it. A convicted deer poacher in Missouri has to watch the movie Bambi at least once a month during his year-long sentence. We've talked about this. Yeah, we did. I think so, yeah. Yep. Uh, a woman from the UK once sued her own divorce attorneys because they didn't tell her a divorce would end her marriage. Her case was dismissed by a judge. Thank you to that judge. <laughs> Um, possums and opossums are different animals. Possums are Australian and opossums are North American. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. Shakespeare's parents, as well as his children, were most likely illiterate, according to historians. Wow. So they didn't get to, like, enjoy his work. (laughs) Why are you laughing? (laughs) <laughs> I didn't know what direction you were taking it. And you were taking it in a very morbid, sad direction. <laughs> so his parents never even got to read what he wrote. Exactly. <laughs> or his children. I don't uh, understand your laughter right now. Just... All right, lastly. While Matt over there awkwardly laughs. Wyoming is the state where people upload the most Instagram posts while driving per capita in the U.S. Interesting. (laughs) Anyway, the other reason I was laughing is because Shakespeare wrote plays, Mo. I said work. Yeah, but he wrote plays. You don't have to read to watch a play. Well, sure, you don't have to read to watch the play. (laughs) But part of... Okay. Anyway. (laughs) There are people out there listening who totally get what I'm saying and are on my side. His stuff wasn't published to just be read, is what I'm saying back then. It was published now. We read them now. Aye, aye, aye. Here we go. For the playhouse. So maybe that's why he wrote plays because he knew that he couldn't write books because his parents couldn't read the books and his children couldn't read the books. So he wrote plays. There we go. Huh. We figured it out. We've written a new movie about Shakespeare's life story. There we go. The only reason he became a playwright there is we because go. his parents wouldn't be able to read his work. Yep. <laughs> yep. All right. We're going to play a game. Uh, we are going to play similar to a game that we played on our YouTube show one episode. Uh, we played a game called Seven Second Challenge uh, in that show. Uh-huh. Today we're going to play a game called Five Second Guess. And so I'm going to give you a task of naming things. It's typically name three things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you'll have five seconds to do so. I'm going to give you five opportunities to do this. And who, and then we'll switch it up and I'll do it. And whoever can do it the most, the best wins. Simple enough. Sounds good. All right. <clears throat> Are you ready? I think so. Go. Name three flowers. Rose, lily, orchid. Good job. I can't just keep going. It's got to go through all five seconds. 
Nailed it. All right. Name three excuses for coming late. Uh, car accident, alarm didn't go off, kids are running me late. Uh, oh, you <laughs> there. I mean, kids isn't um, a reason all kids in Kids are running me late. Kids, kids are running me late. Kids are running me ragged. <laughs> all right. Uh, name five ways to say hello. Hola. Ciao. Ciao. That's Bonjour. No, that's hello Is and it? goodbye. Okay. Yeah. Well, that was only three. <laughs> Hi. Ciao is hello and goodbye. Uh-huh. I've never heard ciao in a hello form before. Yeah. Ciao. Weird. All right. Name three Disney films. Frozen, Lion King, Jungle Book. <laughs> There are hundreds of them. I know. Still, still hard under pressure. It it's is hilarious. hard under pressure. All right, good job. Nailed it. All right, last one. Uh, I can't verify this one, but name three of your neighbors. Oh. <laughs> uh, renters, guy with the blue Jeep. <laughs> <laughs> talked about that a long time ago how we don't necessarily know our neighbors we just know them by characteristics guy with the blue jeep renters because they're always out of there like every six months <laughs> all right my turn all right are you ready matt I'm ready how many five rounds next play like that all right name three mythical creatures uh Godzilla, Mothra, uh, Hades. No, that's not a creature. Dang it. <laughs> that's a person. I meant to say. So uh, did you fail it? Hydra. Failed it. I meant to say Hydra, the dragon. <laughs> uh, I'm not good at this game. Name three types of exercise equipment. Bowflex, dumbbells, medicine ball. <laughs> good job. Of all the things to say. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay. Name three schools. School of Hard Knocks. <laughs> That's not a school. <laughs> hey, you don't know what it's talking about. I could have said School, school of, of Fish. School of Hard Knocks. School of Fish. <laughs> All right, ready? (laughs) Name three things you would find in a woman's purse. Chapstick, wallet, identification card. Very good. (laughs) Okay, ready? Yeah. Name three male singers. Enrique Iglesias. (laughs) Uh, Colton Dixon. (laughs) Like, <laughs> I run a radio station. Why Enrique Iglesias? Why was he in your first one? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> this game I'm so confused right now. Brain. This game does such weird things to your brain. I can be a hero, baby. <laughs> I don't even know any song that he's done. 
That oh. was like 2002. Right. <laughs> what was? I oh. must have. I must have seen his name. Something bonbon. Shake your bonbon. Shake your bonbon. Bonbon. Shake bonbon. All right, name. No, that was five already. Was it five? Yeah. But I said five rounds and it didn't stop. That's because it's okay. set up as two That's players. Right. Sorry. Remember? Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> ah, Mo, you win. I win. Uh, three to two. That's fun. That's a fun game. All right. I well, win. since you won, finally, something. <laughs> you get to, Next week, you get to challenge me I in get this to... same game. Cool. For the title. Which I've held for several consecutive weeks now. Okay. It's like I'm playing nobody. Well, whatever. (laughs) You know, we can't all be good at everything, and I'm good at most things, so... Well, if you would stop laughing at my answers, maybe I could get a few more answers Seriously? Uh-uh, you gotta work under pressure. (laughs) School of hard knocks. (laughs) No. Not think so. <clears throat> Not happening. Oh, gosh. Uh, a Northwest suburban family enjoyed a carefree afternoon at the movies thanks to the kindness of a stranger. That might not seem like a big deal, but for this family, it was. Jennifer Daly says that she and her kids were recently forced to leave a Lake in the Hills theater. Uh, she says someone complained that her son, Jonathan, who has special needs, was causing a distraction with his laughing. A Louisiana man heard about the incident and decided to help. He rented out an entire theater in Woodstock for the Daly family and nearly 40 other children with special needs. Wow. Really neat. I feel like that's like the perfect news story. It just like made me really angry and then really happy. Yep. (laughs) But I'm still pretty angry. Right. At the first part. Punch that person in the face. And the theater for like, all right, fine. Yeah. You're out of here. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> Done. Good job, Mr. Whatever your Louisiana name is. <laughs> when we come back, how to have an insignificant ministry. Stick around. Welcome back to the Black Girl Morning Show, Wednesday morning. Glad to have you with us. And we're entering our third hour where we tackle a bigger topic. And today, our topic is how to have an insignificant ministry. Something that we all want, right? Sure. <laughs> this actually comes from I, an article from Facts and Trends by Chris Hefner. What'd you say? I mean, I feel like, I don't know. I, because it's from Facts and Trends, I know it's going to be like a good article. <laughs> but, and I feel like I kind of think I know where it's going. Of course. <laughs> we've done, the, we've done a, a topic like this before. But it just sounds bad. <laughs> it was... Uh, how to make your visitors uncomfortable or how to make sure your visitors never come oh, back yeah. to your small group or yeah. something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is how to have an insignificant ministry. So step one, stop growing and stop learning. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> failing, lead, uh, failing to learn leads to stagnation. Stagnation is bad for preaching, leadership, and a spiritual life. Uh, your daily reading of God's word, accountability partners, and prayer life will keep you growing. So, yeah, if you want to stop growing and stop learning, then it will have an effect on your ministry. Yeah. Uh, because one if you're the have, head of it, yeah. One must have a teachable spirit. Sorry, <laughs> I thought you... Uh, duh, 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 duh. <laughs> it's okay, jump in. <laughs> this is a conversation. 
I was just going to say, you have to have a teachable spirit Mm -hmm. in order to be an effective leader. And that kind of goes to like what we were talking about, I think, on Monday with... um, Crap, now I lost it. What did we say on Monday? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know where you're going. (laughs) (laughs) I can't even remember what we talked about on Monday. Well, obviously, neither can I. Burger but it King. Was right we talked there. about Burger King. Nope. That's not what we were talking about. <laughs> that was the main topic. Oh, when um, that's not how we've always done it. Oh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, <laughs> aye, aye, aye. See? You can't have that mentality if that's how we've always done it. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes changing it up and learning new ways go ahead matt all right second way to have an insignificant (laughs) ministry is be more concerned with your platform than your service uh he's talking about social media can be a great thing a good servant when used for communication encouragement and information but it's a terrible master if uh your primary calling is getting more followers on your social media accounts rather than calling people to your local ministry uh, assuming your ministry is a local ministry in the church, right? then you're missing the point entirely. And I find that very true. You know, we have a church body here at Highland that, you know, is very active in the church, mm-hmm. not so active on social media. And then we have our social media presence where most of the people like in our online uh, prayer group, which was set up for our church, most of them don't even go to our church anymore or never did connected one way or another. And so we have this whole group online and then this whole group that's actually in the church ministry. And we have very few people that are in both. Yeah. You know, and that's very strange. And so, but I've seen several churches, uh, especially maybe ones with uh, more well-known pastors that have a huge following online none of them go to the church. (laughs) That shouldn't be the focus. (laughs) You should be trying to bring people into the church, not just making sure that you have a giant follower account. Yeah. Although, yeah, you're right. I mean, that, that can be a great tool as well. And if your primary purpose is an online presence, then great. Yeah. But if your primary goal is in the local body, then don't focus all that heavily on gaining social media uh, presence everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like you're staring into the ether right now. Your eyes are very wide. (laughs) Well, yeah. They're still huge. You're freaking me out. What are you doing? (laughs) No. So I'm just like, I agree with the statement. I do 100%. I feel like social 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 media can be a huge positive. Oh, absolutely! The whole reason we started attending Highland is because I searched before we moved to move from Italy um, for churches that had a wana, and mm-hmm. I searched on Facebook, and this was the only one that came up. Mm-hmm. And then I looked at the pictures, and I was like, okay, that looks like a legit church. I could go there. Yeah. Um, and on top of that. I'm going to say this, and I don't want your head to get big, okay? I've told you this already, so 
Um, but on top of that, it wasn't just that the social media was there, but the social media was good quality. Mm. The pictures were good. The things that were like the ads or whatever mm-hmm. that were on there were of good quality. Um, the website was good quality. Whereas you go to other churches who may be bigger churches and don't really have the... I I may be spoiled because I came from a Matt Coker <laughs> media ran. I spoil my thing. churches. But <sighs> um you know you come from you go to bigger churches that have all the people yeah. inside the building but their social media see, presence see, is see just like, very oh, much lacking. In, that could have been the, done better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I understand it. It does give me a big head, but only because this is one of those rare cases where it's true. I'm really good. You, <laughs> to the point where it bugs me when I go other places. I'm you like, are really good. Like, how I, did nobody think of this? I really think maybe you should have like <laughs> seminars on how to make your church website <laughs> top notch. I probably could do that like as a job, not seminars, but like you know, teaching people how to uh huh yeah do things. But yeah, it's cool. I like this much better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I don't think that it should be everything, but it's definitely something that needs to be sure. used and mm-hmm. utilized, and it needs to be done correctly. Absolutely. That's you all are that correct. I... There we go. You are correct, sir. Um, I identify as a woman. <laughs> <laughs> At least today. <laughs> uh, <laughs> number three. Third way to have an insignificant ministry Care more about people pleasing than pleasing Christ. Serving others is a noble calling, uh, but there's a caution in our calling. Serving others doesn't mean that we exist to please people. Um, it's it's hard to be a pastor whose goal is to make everybody in the church happy because you can't really do that. <laughs> there's always going to be someone upset, even it's upset at other people's happiness. <laughs> we're all flawed human beings uh, and some people just can't be made happy ministry doesn't necessarily require making people angry either but people pleasing is is out of the fear of man essentially it makes it an idol uh, and we don't focus on pleasing God instead with our actions and what we're doing but instead focus just around how it's going to make everybody else feel our ministry is going to suffer for it that was a burn that was like when you said people pleasing is out of fear of man. That was a burn. It's so true. I'm not going to take credit for it. It was in the article. Okay, Chris well, the, Hafner burned. The, the people. article burned me <laughs> greatly. That's that's one of the the best best things about these articles. They burn you. Is that they burn yeah. you. They mm-hmm. make you change. It seems to happen more to you than me. Or maybe you're just more vocal about it than I am. That's exactly what it is. I put my real self out there. You put your fake self. Yep. I'm all fake. Fake self. (laughs) Number four. Fourth way to have an insignificant ministry. Merely exist in ministry without a vision for the future. And see, this is something that I kind of struggle with with CR. Is that I don't really know where it's going after this. I know we essentially it's not going to change. We're going to keep doing this. But, you know. I don't really know where the growth's going to come. I'm kind of just sitting and waiting for people to show up. Mm -hmm. And I don't really know how to change that either. Because I encourage people that come. But we don't have a a standard group of people that stay for forever. 
I feel like every other CR I've been to, there are people there that have been, there's a lot of people there that have been invested in that for years yeah. and don't leave. And so they eventually become leaders and keep sticking around. And I feel like I've got a revolving door of people mm-hmm. that don't want to stay around long after they've been coming long enough to get some help. Yeah. You know? That's true about RCR. I will say that. But it, I think it's the beauty of like RCR and uh, we're going off on it off subject real quick but i'm just gonna say this to kind of give you a little i I know i'm done i am done giving you pats on the back today nope (laughs) too many pats on the back for matt fine i finally get real and bear my soul and now you're gonna whatever Okay, no. fine. Okay. No, so no, listen, no, I don't want to hear listen, anything anymore. RCR <laughs> is unique in the fact that we have so many who are court mandated to be here. Yeah. And so true. once their time is up, you know, they no longer have to come, then they typically stop. Good but at the same you. time, we've seen so many from RCR turn over and start their own. Yeah, that's true. You know? Most of the and CRs, that, actually all of them. Mm-hmm. In the recent years, yep. have come out of ours. Uh huh. And that is, and that's something that they talked about at the last summit. That's the main purpose of Celebrate Recovery is for growth. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't want to stay so stagnant to where we just keep it within our own church. We want for people to, even though it's hard and it's difficult, but we want for people to, right, to branch off and begin their own. We want to create leaders. And that's the beauty of Celebrate Recovery is that it creates leaders out of this ministry. Okay. You're right. So I'm done giving you compliments now. <laughs> done patting your back. Number five, fifth reason <laughs> of, or fifth way to have an insignificant ministry dictate and demand rather than listen and learn. Uh, dictator ministry leaders are too common. Uh, expecting service from others and making ministry all about them. Effective leaders listen to others and learn from them. Uh, Dictators create cultures that discourage others and inhibit genuine spiritual growth. Uh, So this is another thing I try to protect myself against doing. Mm -hmm. Because I am one of those people that will do everything just to make sure it's right. And I don't want to be that way, especially not in a ministry. (laughs) So I've... uh, in. This has actually happened on Sundays, too. So, you know, the whole reason that I petitioned the church to create the media director position again and give me that job Mm -hmm. and got it was because, number one, all the stuff looked terrible. Mm -hmm. And number two, they needed a constant uh, and skilled person in the sound booth. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, running the slides, all that, making sure everything is perfect. And so I've been kind of a dictator about that sound booth and that I you, you used to have a rotation rotation schedule of who's going to be in there. So every now and then someone could, they could be out in the seats or whatever and mm-hmm. just have a normal Sunday. And I change it to, nope, I'm doing it every Sunday. I'm the guy I'm on doing the computer, it and I'm every, doing it all. every Sunday. Don't even touch it. It's mine. <laughs> um, and I've let that go. In the last few months because I was asked to join the praise team. And so I let it go. Someone else runs it every Sunday now. And I don't run it on. No. It's uh, another dude. Another guy. And uh, 
nobody and someone who had never run it before in our church. He had run it at a different church and I just let him have it here. And then on Thursdays, which was the other day that I would usually run it, Hillary does it then. So there's really no time of the week that I run the slides anymore. What? And I used to do it for every single service. And sometimes it still hurts <laughs> when they get behind or when they get lost. I'm like, come on, figure it get out. Get it together. <laughs> get but, it together. But I haven't died from it. Uh, but no, the other thing is with with uh, uh, CR is that I'm I'm now like like you did when you were you were majorly mm-hmm. active with RCR is that you would take a lesson every now and then mm-hmm. uh, and teach mm-hmm. and so we're I'm bringing it up Hillary's going to do that so you are being replaced mm-hmm. somewhere <laughs> but Hillary's going to step up teach her first lesson she gave her testimony for the first time mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago which was very exciting uh, so I'm I'm feeling confident that I'm. I'm working in the better direction with this one. Yeah. Than I typically would tend to. Good know. job, Matt. What about you and VBS over there? Are you a dictator with the new VBS group? Or No. <laughs> I think next year I probably will be. Is it a mess? <laughs> it's not that it's a mess. Yeah. By any means. It is very well organized, very well ran. Okay. But it is not how I do things. <laughs> and I told our children's director, I said, listen, I'm not coming in here the first year and just changing everything up because it works. Right. It works. You guys have been doing well, it. Mentality. It works well. But at the same time, I've been sitting on my thumbs for like the better part of two months because I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. Everybody already has their own jobs, which is everything that I would have done here mm. with this VBS because there's so many more people, Yeah, you know? So my job has been divided up into a million pieces <laughs> and I'm essentially like, I don't, I feel like I'm supposed to be doing something, but I'm not doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> so I think next year it's going to be a little different. Okay. okay. All right. Number six in our ways to have an insignificant ministry Never let go of ministries. Mm. Uh, yeah, delegation. Be a hoarder. Delegation and development are healthy and biblical leaders who never let go of tasks and ministries. Oh, this is exactly what you were talking about. <laughs> Frustrate the biblical model of church life. <laughs> Whether out of fear uh, or to keep control, failing to release Christians to ministry and ministries severely limit the influence of the church. <laughs> That's what we were both talking about, essentially. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. Trying to run everything ourselves. Yep. Delegate, folks. Let other people grow in ministry, too. All got to start somewhere. All right. Lastly, number seven. <laughs> Mo makes a face <laughs> akin to, I'm done with this. I'm done with this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> Number seven, last one on uh, how to have an insignificant ministry is fail to make disciples. Yes. Which is essentially the call. Yeah, that's the call of every mission and ministry. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, If that's not your overall goal uh, or... Making disciples. If making (laughs) disciples is not your... Not failing to make disciples. (laughs) Right. Actually making disciples. Yeah. Making and growing. Uh, that would be bringing people to Christ and then growing them in Christ, mm-hmm. which I think that's more what we lean towards. 
we minister to people who are already Christians who might not uh, have the right outlet or know where to go from here or they feel like they can't express how they really feel or, mm-hmm. or they're supposed to be happy all the time. Uh, as we learned from Burger King, nobody's happy all the time. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> I'm going to need a peeved meal by the end of it. A P.O.'d meal. I need a T.O.'d meal, please. no but as we said with back row radio uh said it a couple weeks ago very awkwardly i believe uh is that our radio station features music from you know all the different genres in the christian spectrum but it also includes like songs that you don't often hear Uh, even on radio stations that play some of these online you don't often hear the songs that are focused on hurting that are focused on anger Mm -hmm. and focus on real emotions doubt stuff like that and we try and play those as well because these are all real things that christians do struggle with and they often don't feel like uh they're allowed to yeah and so they kind of feel ostracized or they feel like they're the only ones that are like this they feel like uh you know i became a christian i shouldn't be feeling this way anymore doesn't look like anybody else i know is feeling this way Mm -hmm. and you know it's it's uh easy to get in that mentality that you're alone Mm -hmm. and so that's one of the things that we're trying to fight against and that ultimately makes you uh stronger in christ when you realize you're allowed to have doubts you're allowed to have off days and learn from them and grow from them it doesn't you know it doesn't mean that you're a failing christian and in fact it's it's counterproductive to think that way because then the more you do that, the more you think you're failing and the more right. you think you're disappointing God or what have you. And, you know, God, God's there in the trenches with us, too. He knows what we feel and he knows how we act and he knows that we're human uh, and that we're trying. Mm-hmm. I mean, One of the first songs, actually, that ever brought this up to me was from Lifehouse. And it was the song Trying. Where the whole thing is about, you know, I've memorized all the right things to say and, you know, I've been trying to be my best and I'm still working on it. Uh, I'm trying to find my way. You know, it's, it's, it's all about, you know, I've had this whole Christian experience and I know how to, the right way to answer whenever something's brought up or I'm asked all this, but uh, I still don't exactly know where I am in this faith, you know, where I am as a Christian, Mm -hmm. where I, where I'm supposed to be going. And that's okay to be at. That's Mm -hmm. an okay place to be at. Uh, as long as you're still trying, Yeah. as long as you're putting forth an effort. That's the thing I like to say at CR is that God doesn't expect perfection from you. He expects perseverance. He expects you to keep going, keep Mm -hmm. trying, fail as often as you need to. But as long as your goal is still the same and you don't give up, God's going to bless that one way or another. Went on a little soapbox there. You did. Do you have anything to add? <laughs> nope. You did a good job. <laughs> okay. Let's move on to uh, a, f- a new fun segment. I'm ready for this. What, you ready? You have something to say? No. Um, you opened your mouth like well, you were going to say something. Well, it's my turn to speak. Are you? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You have me highlighted on Look, this you got me. you got me irritated earlier, and now I don't know where you're at. Listen, right. I don't know why you're irritated, because I gave you two pats on the back during that segment. And then you so... pulled the rug out from under me, Mo. How? I don't remember. 
Okay. <laughs> well, then, let's move on. And really. now it's time for the week. For, is it a sin? We've all asked these kinds of questions before, but now we will bring you the answers that you need. Our first question comes from Lydia. Is it a sin to have a good time? Uh, depends on how good, but <laughs> yes, probably. <laughs> okay, our second question comes from Wendy. Is it a sin to be an introvert? I would say no, because I think God is an introvert. The two people closest to him are himself and himself. <laughs> and finally, our last question comes from Mel. Is it a sin to put a packet of hot cocoa mix in my coffee? Yes. That takes up space more coffee could fill. Also, it's May. So, no ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh goodness! That has been. This is. Is it a sin? <laughs> Stick around. We'll be back soon to close out the show. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. We are closing out this Wednesday with your Bible verse and thought for the day. Bible verse for the day is Romans eleven thirty three. Oh, the depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God! How unsearchable are His judgments and how inscrutable His ways. Our thought for the day comes from Sidewalk Prophets. Greatness does not always equal quantitative results. Good job with that word. <laughs> Bigger, better, and more are false identifiers for true purpose. Absolutely true. Uh, thank you for joining us today. We're glad that you were a part of our show. We are here every Monday through Thursday, 7 a.m. Eastern, 4 a.m. Pacific. Encore, the show starts at 10 Eastern and 7 Pacific. And if you don't get to catch the show live, then you can always catch up with a podcast, usually available that evening, on BackRowRadio.com or most places that you can find your podcasts. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at BackRowRadio. And join our laughter-inducing Facebook community, BackRow Baptist Church, by going to BRBChurch.com. That is it for the show. Mo, what's the final word? Check on your kids. They might have broke your garbage disposal. <laughs> if you need us, we'll be in the back. Bye.